Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Meyer with a hit on Dursey at the near corner, but the Kings able to flip it up the boards. Not out. Good play there by Hurdle. A slip to Meyer. Back to Hurdle. Beats down low to LeBanc. Out of the near side to Meyer. He crisscrosses with LeBanc. Moves back behind the Kings net. Timo Meyer still stick handling, spinning it, throwing it in front. There's LeBanc. Shoots. Score! Kevin LeBanc went straight to the net after he crisscrossed with Meyer and Hurdle. And LeBanc ties the game 1-1 with a spectacular finish for Kevin LeBanc. That is a huge goal. It's his fourth of the year. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were good elements to our game, but, you know, we're not here to just put together some pieces of a hockey game and, and you know, feel good about it. we got to win hockey games. And, you know, there were uh, some areas that we certainly weren't really good at tonight. And uh, in order to beat that team, you got to be good in all areas. All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome as we get ready for another game for the Sharks. And... Coming off of that last one, yeah, not a whole lot of highlights to bring us back in from that Kings game. They, uh, they're they a good team, and it was not that they skated the Sharks off the ice. It was not that they were just massively better. It's just they were more organized. They were more structured. They were more playing with a conviction that the Sharks simply don't have at this moment. And, you know, unfortunately for James Reimer, you know, he let two goals trickle through that he normally doesn't. And that was a big difference between that game being um, a winnable game for the Sharks and not a winnable game for the Sharks. And, you know, I, I think we've seen a lot of press about this lately. And I know that Sheng Peng of San Jose Hockey Now and NBC Sports California wrote an article about it. But it takes a lot for the Sharks to get a win right now. I mean, it takes a lot. And you have to have a lot of things go right. And you have to make sure that the other team is not able to do the things that they do well. And, you know, now this is going to be that much more difficult going up against a team in Vancouver, which is coming off of a very convincing game last night against the Vegas Golden Knights. They trounced them 5-1, jumped out to a 5-0 lead. I was watching the entirety of the game and just thinking, man, if this is the Vancouver that shows up tomorrow, the Sharks are going to be in some trouble. A lot of us, when we looked at the Vancouver Canucks this year, we were expecting them to be that much better than they were a year ago and carry over that Bruce Boudreaux effect from the start of the season. It's been a relatively slow start for them. They are 8-10-3 on the year, and uh, they've actually you know, just kind of been inconsistent, although I feel like in their last 10, 5-4-1, they're starting to look more and more like the team we expected them to be, and like I said, that convincing win over the Knights last night, I mean, it was impressive to watch. The Knights were on their heels the entirety of the game. Vancouver very much looked in control. They were creating good looks. They were creating sustained puck possession. They really just didn't give Vegas a chance to get very comfortable. And that's, you know, what you have to expect in the specific division right now. Because although you know, the Sharks and Anaheim are at the bottom right now, the Sharks in 7th, Anaheim in 8th, Vegas, Seattle, LA, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver all have a lot of potential. And I think you look at Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver as all having 
underperformed, whereas the Kraken right now in Vegas to an extent have overperformed, and L.A. is where they were a year ago. But, you know, this is a talented division, and there are a lot of teams that can jump you, and this is going to be a big test for the Sharks tonight before they go out on the road for four. Now, that said, the Sharks have been pretty good on the road this year. I mean, that is one of the surprises, right? They are 5-5-0 and away from the tank, and at home, that's where the big problems have been, 2-8-3. and But, you know, it's not... It's not what's happened previously. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and the Sharks are going to have to put forth some really good performances if they want to get on a little bit of a momentum roll before they head out onto the road. And listen, there's no better time than the present, right? And Vancouver played last night. Sharks are going to have their opportunities in you know, one of these periods. The Vancouver's going to look slow. They're going to have trouble getting their legs going. That's got to be when the Sharks take advantage, and they have the offensive capability of doing so. The Sharks have had some good offensive performances as of late. It's just been they've had some very poor defensive efforts as of late, or they just have not been able to be sharp enough to completely take advantage of situations that have been given to them. You look at the goals they gave up against Detroit and Seattle. Those are relative aberrations over the course of the season, but they didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, they happened. And so you have to recognize what the Sharks are capable of, what they need to do to win, and what they're going to do to put themselves in simply a better position to get a better performance tonight. And that's got to be right from the start. I mean, even that game against the Kings the other night, the goal got overturned, but they found themselves at a deficit very early in that game. Even if it didn't count, it still was a little bit of a wake-up call, I think, for the Sharks. And that's something that's plagued them this year. It's been the slow starts. It's been, you know, slow out of the gate, and that's got to be something that the Sharks focus on in this game against Vancouver on the second night of a back-to-back in particular. Sharks also dealing with some injury troubles. In case you've been out of the loop, James Reimer is not going to be active for tonight's game against Vancouver. The hope at this point is that he is going to make that road trip. Beyond that, we are looking at what the Sharks are going to be dealing with in the absence of Mario Ferraro. He has gone on injured reserve, so that means he's going to be out for a bit. Uh, I do not know the specifics of his injury situation, uh, but it's not a good thing. Mario Ferraro, since the minute he joined the Sharks roster back in 2019, has been a very important player, and the hope is that he'll be out there as much as possible over the course of the season. And We saw the relative downturn the team took when he got hurt last year. Let's hope that this is only a minor issue. And some of the reports that we did get were that, you know, he didn't appear to be hobbled or look too uncomfortable getting around. But, you know, you can't always tell how a guy's look guy looks from their walk. You don't know if it's an oblique thing. You don't know what the injury is. So it's just a matter of the Sharks needing to get healthy and dealing with some issues right now. They've lost four out of five. Reimer's getting hit with the injury bug. Ferraro's dealing with some stuff. You've hopefully got Nico Sturm coming back, but right now the timing for all of this is simply not spectacular for lack of a better term. I did see earlier this morning that Scott Harrington has been recalled, so that probably means he'll be up with the Sharks today. But this is not great timing for what the Sharks needed right now. You need to have a healthy team. You need to have things trending in your direction. But I will say about the Sharks is there have been many times over the course of this year where things have spelled or smelled of doom and gloom. I think about where they were after the 0-5 start. I think about where they were after that loss to the Blues to start the previous road trip. And it felt like things were getting out of hand. And then suddenly the Sharks played some pretty good hockey after that. And I would hope that this is a similar situation because, again, you... It won three out of four on the road. You come home, and now you've lost four out of five. There's the lone win against Ottawa there in the middle, but you think to yourself, like, hey, you know what? It has been bad before over the course of this season. The Sharks have the ability to put themselves in a better position. All it takes is a couple of games, and you do look at where the Sharks are right now, and it's not completely over with and done for. There's 
a wild card situation, which is far from being decided. I look at where you are in the uh, in the West. The Blues have 22 points. It's only five points better than the Sharks. That is not some significant hurdle that cannot be cleared if the Sharks were suddenly to get pretty hot, which is most definitely a possibility. Now, I'm not saying that you should just be relying on a hot streak to get you back in. You want to be able to win chunks of games, two out of three, three out of four, five out of seven, eight out of ten, this type of situation. But it's also, it just shows you that they're not that far off. And I think that Part of the thing that makes it feel kind of rough to this point of the year is the Sharks have had a lot of painful losses. They have had a lot of moments where you've just kind of been like, oof, you know, I thought that was going to be better. I thought that was going to be a winnable game. I thought this was going to be a better performance up to this point of the year. I mean, I look at the game versus Chicago. They're up 2-0, only to surrender five straight goals. Woof, like, that was rough. That was a game that you thought they were going to win. There have been multiple games like that over the course of the year where they've simply not performed up to your level of expectations. And I feel like that's what we're setting ourselves up for again today where it's like, well, the Sharks, you know, they're not playing well and Vancouver's coming off a big win. Let's see what, you know, what happens here. And it's like, well, you know what? Things have been trending poorly for the Sharks. So maybe this is the right time for things to be turned around once again, because the Sharks, other than the 0-5 start, they really haven't let things get out of hand too poorly. And like I said, you know, striking distance, five points behind, you know, where the final wild card spot is right now. And yeah, there's a lot of teams gummed in there as well, but it could be worse. It could be a lot different. And I think that you look at where, you know, Chicago and Anaheim are right now, that feels worse than where the Sharks are by a long shot. And all it takes is a couple of games to get things rolling. And again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record. I'm just trying to skew towards the bright side of things because I don't feel like the Sharks have been that particularly terrible. There isn't a bad game, sure, but most of the time they're not getting skated off the ice. It's a matter of shifts. It's a matter of minutes. It's a matter of small mistakes that have done them in. I mean, again, you look back at that game against L.A., if James Reimer does not have two very uncharacteristic goals trickle through, who knows what we're talking about when all is said and done after that game. Yes, that's a if and or but situation, and we know how it worked out, but at the same time, like that was... That was uncharacteristic of James Reimer. Those goals do not usually get through. That should not be what you're counting on, but you have to have a base level of performance in terms of an expectation that you have. That was aberrant, so to speak. All right, we are now joined by Brendan Batchelor, the radio play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks here on the Sharks Audio Network. Mr. Batchelor, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. Excited to see this uh this game tonight, and actually, um, you know, I got to ask you, man, you must be excited after watching what, to me, was maybe the best performance that Vancouver's had all year last night, jumping all over Vegas last night on the road. Yeah, it was a, a very strong performance from them, uh, led by their power play, which scored three goals, and a strong goaltending performance from Spencer Martin, who, you know, has started to steal some starts here from Thatcher Demko with the way he's been playing. So uh, the Canucks have two out of two wins on this short three-game road trip, beating the defending champs in Colorado earlier in the week and winning last night in Las Vegas, and they'll hope that they can carry that momentum with them to face the Sharks tonight. What do you think worked so well last night in terms of the power play, in terms of, you know, really the entire game? And you know, this is the great thing about, you know, ESPN Plus, so you can watch every game that you want to. And uh, yeah, it just it felt like the entire game, like Vegas was completely on their heels. Like Vancouver looked fast, not just on the power play, but simply in every facet of the game. Yeah, and I think a large part of that came from you know, some of their strong structure defensively, which is something that we haven't seen from this team 
very much this year, but they were responsible in their own zone. And when you defend well, then you can help transition into offense. And, you know, for, for a team that has really struggled out of the gates this year, it was only their eighth win of the year last night in their 21st game. Um, that has been the major issue has been, you know, they have been bleeding goals. They give up tons of goals. They give up almost three goals in, in every single game. Last night was a rare exception. I believe just the third time this year that they've given up fewer than three goals in a game. So you get some timely saves from your goaltender, you play within your structure and other teams aren't able to break you down. Then you can turn that into offense. And that's what the Canucks did last night. They need to try and find a way to do it consistently now going forward. In terms of, of maybe the you know difference between expectations of what people had for the Canucks entering the season versus where reality is right now, and there's of course so much talk about the Bruce Boudreau effect. Um, you know, it's been not the start that I was expecting for Vancouver, but you know, maybe from your perspective, and I've you know I've got a couple friends in Vancouver, and they've kind of been on this. They're like, Ted, we've been down this road before. It's an 82 game season. Let's not just panic yet. I mean, did you ever feel or have you felt a sense of panic set in, or have you said to yourself like, you know what, this is this is a long season. It's going to take time. Last season, although it was promising once the change was made at head coach, obviously that was a year ago. Each team, each season is different. Yeah, and you know, certainly it is a long season and they're not out of any sort of playoff race or anything like that yet. But this was a team that last year had a bad start. And even though they played great hockey down the stretch, it wasn't enough for them to make up points because, as we know, it's so difficult when teams are getting points every night and you've got three-point games going into overtime in the shootout to try and make up ground if you you know, start the season behind the eight ball. So uh, I wouldn't say panic for me personally, but there has been some panic from the fans in the market. You know, we've seen jerseys thrown on the ice at home games at various times this year, the home opener, uh, you know, being the the most memorable one of, of those occurrences. And, you know, it shows a fan base that is frustrated with an organization that has not had much success in the last decade. Of course, they had the president's trophy winning teams when they went to the Stanley cup final Mm -hmm. in 2011 and the year after, but ever since that core group that included recent hockey hall of famers in Daniel and Henrik Sedin and Roberto Luongo was dismantled. This has been a team that has underperformed and fans have been very frustrated by that fact in Vancouver. So when they got off to a tough start this year, you know, it's a, it's an impatient fan base. It's a fan base that wants this team to turn things in the right direction. And that's where the expectations were going into the season, not just outside the organization, but within it as well. In his season opening press conference before training camp, Bruce Boudreau said it would be a big disaster if this team missed the playoffs. And, you know, here we are just past Thanksgiving now, and they're not even close to being at the level they need to be to be a playoff team. So, um, you know, there is plenty of time. And if they play like they did last night down the stretch, then they'll certainly have an opportunity to get back into the fight. And especially with some of the other teams in the Western Conference that have stumbled out of the gate as well. But that doesn't change the fact that people wanted this team to have a strong start to the year. In many ways, lots of people thought that they needed to have a strong start to the year. And that just hasn't materialized yet. I mean, I just look overall at this division right now and you look at Vegas and maybe they've performed a little bit ahead of expectations, but you know, I always felt they had a high ceiling, the Kraken are maybe ahead of expectations, but I look at their roster and you know, think it's pretty good. The Kings or where they were a year ago, Edmonton and Calgary have not been up to what we expected of them. 
Um, but you know, this, this division, I mean, even, even the sharks and, and Anaheim who are down right now, they still can beat anyone and have proven that. Like, I feel like the Pacific division is an interesting gauntlet right now. And, you know, given the fact that Vancouver maybe hasn't lived up to the expectations, I do look at where Calgary and Edmonton are as well and say this, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen here from where we are at Thanksgiving roughly to where we're going to be talking about, you know, in April. Yeah, and that's the hope for fans of the Sharks, fans of the Canucks, fans of any team in this division is, you know, a lot of the teams that we thought would be powerhouses have not necessarily been that to start the year with the exception of Vegas and a surprisingly strong start from Seattle, as you allude to. So, you know, as much as I talk about how disappointed fans in Vancouver are at the way this season has started, they're two points behind the Calgary Flames. They're three points behind the Edmonton Oilers and they played the same number of games as both of those teams. So, you know, they're not out of the fight by any means at this point, but I think what hockey fans in Vancouver have seen and what is concerning is not necessarily the results, but some of the underlying issues that have led to those results, namely the defensive play that I talked about earlier. And then goaltending has not been there for them this year after Thatcher Demko was a huge part of their late season surge last year. He has been incredibly disappointing in the crease to the point now where on this three game road trip, Spencer Martin has started both games to this point. And I expect because of the back to back situation that Demko will go in tonight against the Sharks. Yeah, what are you expecting to see tonight against the Sharks who, you know, from our perspective, for the Sharks right now, it takes a lot going right for them to win, but they have had some surprising wins, whether it's been against the Rangers, whether it's been against Dallas uh, at Minnesota, to name a couple. It's really, you know, we don't know which Sharks team is going to show up, but I think that the Sharks do feel pretty confident with Eric Carlson kind of turning back the clock to, you know, his Norris winning self that they've got a chance in pretty much any game. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I'm most excited to watch Eric Carlson and his career resurgence here with the way he's been playing. Uh, you look at some of the numbers for him, you know, leading NHL defensemen in goals and points, eight points in his last six games. And, you know, when you have a, a catalyst like him, you you can beat any team on any night. Absolutely you can. Um, and, and for this Sharks club with some of the changes they've made, some of the new faces that have come in, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see how they're sort of blending and and gelling together but at the same time you know this maybe isn't representative of a full sharks roster when you look at some of the injuries they have most notably mario ferraro not going to be able to play in the game tonight um and and james reimer battling an issue right now too so you know from a canucks perspective this is a game that they will feel they can win even though it's the second half of a back-to-back for them and uh in terms of trying to build momentum and turn their season around this is an opportunity for them to win three games in a row for the first time this year so uh it's a big opportunity for the canucks the sharks will provide a a solid challenge i know that and and we'll see how things go tonight now here's the real question did you get any sleep or did you get up early to watch uh, some world cup action this morning Oh, I'm always up early to watch the World Cup. (laughs) There we go. Mr. Bachelor. appreciate your time as always. Have a great call, and we'll talk soon, all right? Sounds good, Ted. Thank you. Again, that was Brendan Bachelor, the radio play-by-play voice for the Vancouver Canucks. And again, this should be a good one tonight. And I am looking forward to see how the Sharks respond from what was, you know, I'm not going to say it was a poor performance per se, because I thought there were some elements that they did uh, perform rather well the other night against LA, and even heard... Coach Quinn talked about this. There were good elements. It's the totality of what the Sharks bring to the ice right now that is a problem. And yes, it is the totality of 60 minutes that are going to yield the result of whether or not you're getting a, a win, a loss, or an overtime loss. And so 
you know, these are big moments for the San Jose Sharks over the course of this year. I don't think it's lost as of yet. I think there has been a level of underperformance, but that's why you have these gut check moments like this. Are the Sharks going to be up to snuff? Are they going to be able to put forth a better performance than what we saw a couple of nights ago? I mean, this is what we are waiting to see. That evolution of the Sharks being a team where we don't really know which one's going to show up versus where we have an idea of which one will actually show up. We're out of time. Join us at 4.30 for live pregame coverage right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.